The Now The Pot Report. Here's Hashish correspondent Kelly Catrera in a joint report with Chris Creston. All righty then, let's get to this. You've heard that marijuana is going to be legalized. Well, do you know this? The Canadian Veterinarian Medical Association and a group called the Canadian Association of Veterinary Cannabinoid Medicine have teamed up to urge Health Canada to amend the access to cannabis for medicinal purposes, regulations rather, to allow your pets... To have some pot, we're now joined by Dr. Sarah Sulcox, who is president of the uh, Canadian Association of Veterinarian Cannaboid, Cannabinoid Medicine. Welcome to the show, uh, doctor. Thank you so much, Kelly, and thanks for leading me in with your pot report intro. Listen, you are worthy, so we uh, we play it when we feel the story is worthy. First of all, what are you smoking? Why are you advocating for um, cannabis for canines, cats, canaries? Yeah, pretty much every animal has the receptors in their body that can respond to to cannabis as a medicine. So uh, really, we're just taking the work that's been done on the human side and trying to get that transferred over onto the animal side so that they can benefit, not from the recreational side. We're not talking about the dogs going out to the dog park on Friday night, um, but more from a medicinal point of view so that they can ease their aches and pains and suffering and, and the numerous different conditions that it's being, being shown helpful for. And when you're talking about cannabis use for pets, this is cannabis that is high in uh, CBD, not THC. That's certainly where most of the focus has been up until this point. Uh, But I think it would be unfair for us to discount the potential therapeutic use of using THC-containing products. Perhaps not the super high THC products that are used more on a recreational basis or for more severe conditions. Um, But THC blended with CBD can provide some really nice pain relief for these guys. The key with the THC products, though, is just to make sure you have the proper oversight from a medical professional. So whether that's your, your human physician or in this case, a veterinarian. And that's an area where a lot of veterinarians are still really struggling because we just haven't had the, the appropriate education on that. But I think as we look forward, we're probably going to see products uh, containing both THC and CBD for animals. Now, we're hearing, um, you know, PSAs on the radio, people reminding, uh, being reminded that um, marijuana and pot can be toxic for your animals. So is it a dosage thing? Yeah, it is. It's as with anything, the, the poisons in the dose. Um, but animals and dogs in particular uh, do seem to be more sensitive to THC. Dogs just have a different um, concentration of receptors in the part of the brain that coordinates balance as well as some, some of those rather important basic life functions like breathing and heart rate. Uh, so if they get too much THC, it can certainly end them up in hospital. Okay, so we might as well touch on this and then get back to the usage for veterinarian uh, purposes. If your dog gets in a pot once it's legalized, what do you do? Uh, a lot of it will depend on, on the amount, the type that was ingested. If it was mainly a CBD product... Um, or cannabidiol, that more medicinal aspect that we were talking about earlier, we're probably not going to run into too many problems. But if they get into baked goods, things made with canna butter or the high THC-containing products, uh, definitely if you're starting to see symptoms, I would recommend that they, they get some veterinary care. And sometimes that care is mainly supportive, um, but in really severe cases, we do need to use medical intervention to help support things like blood pressure and heart rate. And in really severe cases, things like seizures. All right. So how do you know that you're, it, what are the symptoms you're looking for? <laughs> um, it, with mild doses, not that 
much unlike what we see in humans. Uh, they can become very lethargic and spacey. Uh, their eyes are sometimes a little bit more dilated. But in dogs in particular, they tend to lose their balance. So they, they stand with their legs far apart. Uh, they'll startle very easily. Um, and in dogs, almost half of dogs will also develop urinary incontinence. So mm. they'll start dribbling pee all over the place. So if you've got a, a groggy-looking dog that's dribbling pee and having trouble staying upright, um, it very well may have gotten into some of your cannabis. All right. What are the pros for uh, treating pets with CBD? Well, certainly with the CBD products, the the evidence that we have so far, and I think it's important to note, we don't have a lot of sort of peer-reviewed, published scientific trials that have been done, but the anecdotal research and the studies that are being done that that are just waiting to be published have shown that CBD has a very wide safety margin. It's generally very well tolerated, and it can be extremely therapeutic in a number of different conditions. Some of the most common conditions that we hear pet owners using this for are things like chronic pain from arthritis, uh, anxiety and other behavioral issues, some types of epilepsy or seizures, uh, any sort of general inflammatory condition can also be beneficial or, or benefited by the use of, of CBD. So I think we've got a lot to learn in the coming months and years as we start to get more experience using it in animals, but it's extremely promising. You said that they, you know uh, pet owners are already using this, though it's not legal here in Canada. I don't need to know uh, their sources, but is <laughs> obviously it's legalized somewhere else. Is, is that correct? Uh, CBD in the U.S. falls into this real gray zone, and so whether or not it's legal really seems to depend who you ask. There's a constant battle going on between the DEA and the hemp farmers, um, but certainly it, it has been widely marketed um, and used in pets in the U.S. for the last number of years. There's also CBD products uh, available here in Canada, although they're operating outside of the current legislation, and, and some pet owners have legal access to their own medical cannabis. Um, and then they simply choose to divert some of that to their pets. And hopefully they're doing that, again, with, with appropriate guidance, because we want to make sure, same as when we have legalization come into effect in October, we want to make sure that if pet owners are choosing to use cannabis for their pets, that they're choosing an appropriate product and an appropriate dose for the appropriate condition. Is that one of the reasons why you're urging Health Canada to amend the, uh, the rules? You want to see the uh, proper people producing this? That's right. Yeah, we want to make sure that it's it's a quality product, but more importantly, we want to make sure that veterinarians have an opportunity to regain some oversight in that care. You know, it always makes us a little bit nervous uh, when pet owners are left to their own devices to go and, and pick up products, regardless of whether that's cannabis or whether that's picking up supplements or over-the-counter drugs from the pharmacy, um, because oftentimes there are just so many different options that can get confusing, and they may inadvertently choose an inappropriate product that, again, could end up having their pet end up in an emergency facility or or seen on an emergency basis. So I have I had an older dog. I had a 16-year-old border collie and as she aged, you know, you could see her joints were stiffening and she wasn't moving as quickly and unfortunately near the end of her life we had to resort to putting her on Medicam which worked it did make her uh you know a little her mobility a little better but could you treat that with a CBD? That certainly seems to be one of the most promising areas. Uh, there was a study that was recently completed at the Cornell uh, University Veterinary College, and they looked specifically at older dogs with chronic arthritis. And the, the researchers there reported just a tremendous response, where owners were you know, coming back with tears of gratitude because they had their pet back again. It's, uh, is it a cheaper alternative to traditional meds? 
I don't know if I would necessarily say that. If you if you price out many of the the really good quality and and um, safely produced CBD products, um, particularly at some of the dosing that were being used in these research studies, if you have a large dog, it could still be quite costly. Um, but the flip side to that is, if it's a highly effective product that's got a fairly wide safety margin, and at this point, you know, we may not be quite as concerned about the routine blood monitoring that's required with with some other drugs. I think it would mm-hmm. certainly still be wise to do that, regardless, especially as we're just learning more about it. Um, but I think it, it could hold to be a very promising therapy. And it may turn out that dogs don't actually require as high a dose as what's been reported in some of these studies. I understand that it, it could be uh, a good alternative for, you know, treating dogs that are anxious. How do you know it's working and that they aren't just, you know, tripping out? I know that seems like an odd question. You know, you know what? It's not because we've had that same question come up with some of our pharmaceutical anti-anxiety medications. You know, are they are they less anxious or are they just too tired to move and, and show us that they're not anxious? Um, but just like we, we diagnose a lot of behavioral problems in animals to begin with, it all comes down to owner observation. Nobody knows your pet better than you do. And so um, watching them really closely and keeping a logbook can really be beneficial as well. So we watch the symptoms that initially led us to think that they were anxious, and then we watch to see if those symptoms change once you initiate therapy. Okay, if you're just joining us now, we are talking with our uh, friend, Dr. Sarah Silcox, who is president and director of the Canadian Association of Veterinarian Cannabinoid Medicine. It's a mouthful. You've teamed up with the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association. You're urging Health Canada to amend the access to cannabis for medicinal purposes for animals. Um, Are they taking you seriously? Because I'm sure there are people rolling their eyes right now going, oh, come on, are we come off it? Are we ever going to be... Do we have to legalize it for use everywhere? But are they taking you seriously, and what are your odds? Um, I'm optimistically hopeful that that we will see some changes over the next couple of years. I think in the last six months, uh, since we've really been working together with this CBMA and and approaching Health Canada, I mean, let's be honest, they've had their plate pretty full launching the Cannabis Act for this year. So. Um, I don't think we ranked quite as high on the priority list, and there's a lot for them to look at and to go over, but I am hopeful that we will get that amendment. Some people may question whether it's necessary because as a, as a pet owner, anyone can just walk in now to their local cannabis store and purchase cannabis. So again, it raises that question, why do we need to legalize it from a medical perspective? Um, but again, it just comes back to having the veterinarian involved, having them be able uh, to have that legal pathway to prescribe. Um, and that allows us to also keep some oversight and keep some controls on which type of products are being used. Sure. And the quality control of the product is always a biggie. These We spend a lot of money on our, our pets these days, and they are members of our family. They sure are. So I really appreciate your time today. It's it's fascinating stuff, and maybe we'll check in with you when we find out, uh, you know, ex- if you hear anything back, we'd love to hear from you and uh, and see how things are going, because I think that this is uh, this is a great thing you're doing. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate your time. Thank you. That's Dr. Sarah Selcox, who's president and director of the Canadian Association of Veterinary Cannabinoid Medicine.